I can guarantee that some of the phrases that you have heard the most in the past few weeks or months have been somewhere on the lines of these are unprecedented times that we are living in. These are the most challenging days of this, this generation has ever seen. And all these statements are true, but they are hardly enough to describe the turmoil that many of us are facing within ourselves. Talking about my own self, I shared with you all last week that there have been times and days in this isolation where I've, where I've felt really good, I've felt up the wave where I've enjoyed reading and spending some quality time with Nam and the kids and I felt great. But there have been days where I have felt down the wave and I have felt anxious about everything in life. I felt anxious about our future in this country. I have felt anxious about our families back in India, their situation, what's happening with them over there. I felt anxious and overwhelmed with everything around me. But this particular song of the ascents, this particular psalm, Psalm 121, has helped me again and again to lift my gaze to Jesus. And my hope and my prayer is that it will do the same for you as well this morning. And so today, the scripture that we are looking at, Psalm 121, the psalmist here is seen wrestling with fear and anxiety and uncertainty with regards to his future. He is known to be the believer in God and he has seen the faithfulness of God in the past. But right now, when he is in this moment of unknowing, he's been gripped by anxiety and discouragement. And this throughout the psalm, there are these words of encouragement and hope where God has been revealed to us as our helper. God has been revealed to us as shade over our heads in the scorching heat of the sun. God has been revealed to us as our sustainer, the keeper of our souls. And this morning, as uh, after we press upon these truths, I really want us as a group of people to get hold of this particular truth. That if you have put your faith in Jesus, then you are part of God's family. And if you are part of God's family, then you and me are a kept people. That you and me are a kept people. For those of us who are gripped with fear, the psalm offers peace, much peace. For those of us who are gripped with anxiety and uncertainty with regards to the future, the psalm comes offering much hope. For all the Christians who are listening to this, what the psalm does is it's, it sort of uncovers the faithfulness of God. And for all our friends who are not Christians, who have not put their faith in Jesus. What the psalm does is it sort of gives you a window to see what it would be like to be part of God's family, to be part of God's covenant people. Now a bit of context before we jump into our text this morning. Psalm 120 to Psalm 134 are a collection of songs for the church. They are called the, psalm, the songs of ascents. Many historians and theologians agree that these psalms were written for God's people to sing as they approached Jerusalem for various festivals during the year. And these songs of ascents included psalms of lament, psalms of worship, psalms for thanksgiving. But this particular psalm that we look at today, Psalm 121, is a song for help. A psalm of help for God's 
kept people in this time of distress and discouragement and discomfort. And there are three very simple but very powerful truths that the psalmist reveals to us about our God. Let's look at them one by one. The first one I would say that the psalmist says is God is our helper. God is our helper. Verse 1 says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? Now we are a forgetful bunch. We as in we humans are forgetful. We forget that we come from a long line of people who forget where their help comes from. We forget that God alone is our help. Now when people of God in those days had to go to Jerusalem or come back from Jerusalem, they had to pass through these hills and mountains. And from far off, from a distance, these hills look massive and, and beautiful and grand and, and unshakable. But as these people approached these hills, they came closer to them more and more. They realized how vulnerable they were to being attacked by wild animals, to being, uh, to being attacked by the robbers and thieves hidden in these hills. So even though the destination would be beautiful, passing through these hills was not a pleasant task. It was dangerous. And that's when the psalmist looks up to the hills and he says, where does my help come from? Let's stay with this question and question this question that the psalmist asks. Where does my help come from? I'm sure we have asked this question at different stages of life in different ways. Where does my help come from? And I would suggest that there are three places that we look at for help. The first place, again, this is, this is a suggestion from my, from my understanding. The first place that we look for help is we look to ourselves. As soon as we see a wall in front of us, we see that, come on, there's a voice in our heads that pops up, says, come on, you can do this. You've got this. I think of that character in Fantastic Four, Ben Grimm's with the rocky appearance and he goes smashing through the walls one after the other. It's scrobbling time. Da -da 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 -da. And, and we start working things out in our own strength. So we look to our own selves. That's the first place that we end up looking at. And I would suggest that this is not some of us. I would say this is all of us at some instant of instance of life. We have looked at our own self for strength. Secondly, we look to things around us, things that satisfy us, things that help us in one sense. We look to our jobs, we look to our um, bank balance, we look to our savings, we even look to people around us, we look to our family members, friends for help. And these are not necessarily wrong places to look for help. But I would say that uh, if these are the only places or the first places that we go for help, then there is something wrong. The, now, I wouldn't uh, consider myself as an expert uh, and, uh, and a very telegenic person to, to preach the camera. But there are people in, in, in Trinity Church who do this brilliantly. I mean, Daniel and Charles, they are so, so very experience in all these things and if I go to them and ask them come on guys give me some tips help me with this this is sort of a hill for, for me to climb but if I only do that 
then there is something wrong. If I don't go to God and ask his strength in this and ask his help in this, then there is something wrong. Then I'm approaching, I'm, I'm trying to go the wrong way. So asking help from, from, from people around us or looking to these resources that God has given us is not necessarily wrong. But do they become the primary location of our help? Then that, that becomes a problem. When these resources around us are over, I would say the third place that we look for help is God. We turn to God then for help. Psalmist says, my help comes from the Lord. And this is such a helpful reminder for all of us that it's okay to forget where our help comes from. It's okay to question where my help is coming from. But the right place to look is to look to God for help. And when the psalmist's gaze is lifted up and when he looks to God for help, his heart is also lifted up. Because when he looks to God, he, said, he, he understands, he realizes that I'm looking to God who is not just the, the Lord of this hill in front of me. Actually, I'm looking to God who is actually the creator of the heavens and the earth. Everything that has been created around me, he is the Lord of all and I'm looking up to him. And as we approach him and as I would look up to him, wouldn't he intervene? Wouldn't he help him, help me in these times of troubles and distress? Of course he will. Of course he will. And he has, he has not just told us that he will help us, but he has actually demonstrated his love for us. He has demonstrated his help for us. The Bible says he demonstrates his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still far away from God, while we were still doing our own things and feeding our own desires and flesh, Christ came into this, into this world in human form, in human flesh. He chose to stoop down. He became one of us. He was tempted and tested and tried in every way, but he still remained sinless so that he can, he can be the perfect sacrifice for us on our behalves he died on the cross for our sins and on the third day he rose again defeating every sin defeating our worst enemy death jesus says i am the resurrection and life those who believe in me even though they die they will live forever and this is the christian message this is the good news of jesus christ and so if you're not a Christian, if you are hearing this for the first time, that is a sort of open invitation for you that this message is for you. Jesus came as a helper, as, as God's love into this world. God revealed his love for us in the person of Jesus Christ. He demonstrated his love for us in sending his son. So that's the first point that God, who is the creator of the heaven and earth, is, is, is our helper. And when we look to him for help, he can, he can help us in ways and means that we cannot think or imagine. So let's turn to him for our help this morning. That's the first point. God is our helper. And the second point I would say the psalmist makes here is that God is our protector. God is our protector. Let me share something that happened with me some years ago. 
for those of you who are part of Trinity Church, you know that I come from a Muslim background. You know my story. I, eight years ago, I heard the Christian message and gave my life to Jesus. And since then, I've been following him by his grace. But in the initial days, in the initial years, I've had some very uh, interesting conversations with my families and friends. And at one instance, I was sort of tricked into a meeting where this group of people around me was trying to convince me that by believing in Jesus of Christianity, I have made a wrong choice and I should leave Christianity and come back to Islam. I was being, I was being compelled to do that. And before uh, I remember this so clearly, this unmistakable uh, voice in my, in my ears, before I was about to enter this meeting room, I heard this voice so clearly. He said, Abdullah, today is the day for you to be silent. Today is the day for you to be silent. And at that point of time, I did not realize what this is all about. But as soon as I entered and there were people around me and they were trying to compel me to say things against uh, their religion, Islam, and somebody was sitting and sneakishly sort of videoing and recording every single thing that was happening there. The moment I was thinking of, okay, I want, I want to say something, I was reminded of that voice. Today is the day for you to be silent. And today, when I look back to those moments, it just amazes me that God over there in those times was actually protecting me, was actually protecting me. And you might have many, many stories of his provision and protection over your life. There are so many times that when we, when we won't, don't even realize that his protection was over us. And I believe the psalmist is trying to impress something of that sort upon our hearts by saying that God is our, God is our protector, that he will keep us. In verse 2 and 3, now look at the scope of, this, of, of God's protection. In verse 2 and 3, he says, He is the creator of heaven and earth and he will not let your foot be moved. So he protects everything that he has created. A sort of general protection over all his creation, over everyone. And Jesus says in Matthew 5, he says, God makes his sun, sun shine upon the evil as well as the good. He makes, he, he sends the rain over the just and the unjust. So there is a general protection and provision over all of his creation. But then in verse 4, there is a bit of a focus in his creation, in his protection. There's a sort of a unique protection over God's people when he, when, when he talks about the protection over Israel. And also Paul writes in Romans 8, he says, We know that God works out everything for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And then ultimately, this becomes more of a realization for the psalmist himself as the scope sort of focuses even further. That this protection becomes so much more individual for him himself in, in, in verse 5 where he says, The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your keeper. So God's general protection over all his creation. And then there is a special pro protection which sort of focuses over God's people, over Jesus' church. And then there is a special protection. There is an even more unique protection over you and me as individuals, over you and me as believers of Jesus Christ.
The God who spoke creation into being is the same God who is breathing life into us right now. That is a cause for worship. That strengthens me. I remember that song, it's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you only, to you only. But there is one thing that I would like to say on the back of this. Does that mean that we Christians would not face any suffering or pain? No, that's not true. We will. We are placed in this environment of suffering. We are placed in this world. The psalmist isn't saying that we, are not, we will not experience the environment of suffering. That even though we are in here, in, in the turmoil, God will see us through. David says in his Psalm 23, where he says, Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because God is our shade. Again, this is not saying we will not walk through trials. But as we do, God will shade us. The God will eventually preserve us, primarily preserving our souls for an eternity with him. So we Christians don't sort of escape the troubles of the day and uncertainties of night, but its effects cannot and will not ultimately prevail. So God is our creator and he is our protector. And now lastly and finally, God is our sustainer. God is our sustainer. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever. As we saw this earlier already, the Lord, that the Lord will keep you from all evil does not mean that the evil will not charge with his face, face against us. That it does not mean that the followers of Jesus won't face any trials. It does not mean that we would live our best life here on this earth. In fact, Jesus says something quite the opposite. He says that in this life you will have troubles. But take heart. I have overcome the world. So what does it mean that when the psalmist says the Lord will keep you from all evil? It means that when we fix our eyes on Jesus and face these trials of many kinds, our God will sustain us through these trials, through these times of tribulations. The author of Hebrews writes to his audience about what God says to his people. This is what God says. God says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And that's when we can say confidently that the Lord is my helper. He's my keeper. He's my refuge. And we will not fear. We will not fear. Now, these are wonderful truths that God is our creator. God is our helper. God is our sustainer. And he's the one who protects us. But how do we apply these truths in our lives? How do we, what, what, what is it that we can do for the application of these truths? I would say, very simply, just remember them. If you have some time, make some fridge magnets of these scriptures. Print these out and, and, and stick them on the walls. And if you want to go a step further, memorize them. I'm trying to do that, but then, but then memorizing them and preaching them to yourself and, and singing them to your own self just builds you up. It feeds your soul. 
So let me summarize whatever you might be going through right now, whether it's a direct effect of coronavirus or not. The creator of heaven and earth is with you. Know that it is it is it is he who is sustaining us and sustaining the universe by the word of his power. And he is able to protect your soul. Let's keep looking up to him for every inch of strength needed. And at this time, let's look out for one another as well and keep reminding each other about these solid foundations that we stand upon. Thank you very much for listening. I hope these truths have strengthened you and Umpume is now going to lead us in prayer. God bless you.